0: If you had the
1: chance, would you change the world?
0: Welcome. I am your host, Ebony Gustav, and this is Cooperative Journal, where I interview mutual aid initiatives and cooperatives from around the world who are creating alternatives to our current economic system. Uzupis is a sovereign republic located in the Lithuanian capital of Vilnius. Depicted much like a utopia, they have their own flag, army, currency, cabinet of ministers, constitution, and anthem. Created by artists as a joke on April Fool's Day, it has become home to free thinkers seeking an alternative society. While it's not recognized by foreign governments as a micronation— it's an inspiring symbol of revitalization and liberation in the community after the fall of the Soviet Union. In this episode, I speak with the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Thomas Chapaitis, about the history of Uzupis, reactions they received from the Lithuanian government, their decision-making process, gentrification how they support artists, and the unique university model they've recently created. All right. So hello, Thomas. Welcome to the podcast. I was so fascinated by Uzapis when I first learned about it. It really opened up the possibilities of creating autonomy, even within a city, Um, and the important role of artists in maintaining a vibrant community, which is something we were kind of speaking about. Uh, before we started in terms of the artist community in New York. And so can you please share a bit about the history of Uzypis and what sparked the creation of the Republic?
1: Well, you can look at this phenomenon from many points, but I prefer the geographical point, just a very simple geographical point. And I have written a lot on this subject, on psychogeography and on how a human being belongs uh, on the surroundings where he or she lives. I believe in that, that's a matter of belief. Maybe some people would say, especially new architects, they are more uh, after the idea of installation. They think that they can install their projects anywhere and that uh, doesn't depend. Uh, uh, and that would be okay, but that wouldn't be okay. Busybis has a feature that is part of whole town of Pyrrhus, but it's divided by a river from another, another town, another city. So I believe, and it proves that it makes the character of the place. It makes the character of the people, the river and the fact of being in fact a peninsula in the city Uh, and I think uh, other geographical well uh geographical I don't know how to say geographical well um, natural geographical surroundings they are for example island or uh, uh or the city or the military planned city with the street, like New York yeah like avenue street avenue street, they somehow uh, affect our minds mm. and we uh, change our um, uh, thinking and maybe plans uh, uh, according to this because we live in it 's important to uh, to notice where we are our minds are not somewhere in cosmos our minds are in uh, Uh, in uh, this or that surrounding Mm -hmm. and I guess I uh, believe that uh, they are affected by this surroundings you can uh, maybe not consciously but unconsciously so Uzupis has this history of five centuries I think it's an old district it's uh, there is a theory that it could become a central street of the Vilnius Uh, the street the direction from uh, of the main street is, is uh, towards the Polotsk. Polotsk is a town, city, old city in Belorussia. And it was also called this main road, uh, Salt Road. They carried the salt from one city to other, salt for food. Um, and uh, more le- later, more or less it became isolated. I don't know the purpose. Um, maybe they were psychological purpose but they also depend on this geographical character but this geographical character affected the city city powers uh, well and Užupis was for some time treated as a as a kind of Australia for (laughs) for England in the 18th century like a jail people were mm, given the uh, worst uh, apartments here in Ushapis. They were like uh, exiled into Ushapis. It was such a destiny which made the character of the city. It was depressed, it was criminal. And in 90s, uh, some people, which appeared to be my childhood friends, so it uh, showed uh, some signs of providence, not of uh, chance, you know, they bought a flat apartments here in Ushapis because they were cheap and we were not rich. And uh, well, we uh, wanted to declare this Republic because uh, uh, I will repeat myself, the the d- d- district was uh, depressive and uh, dangerous and it was not very uh, funny to <laughs> live here. So we uh, wanted to change everything and we changed in one night. In one night, we changed all the signs in the districts, we brought some London omnibus we find somewhere. We arranged a lot of things. We took, uh, we took costumes from the film studio. And we redressed and we uh, started a carnival, which uh, should change everything. And it did. Yeah. It was 23 years ago. Or well, 23, I think. Wow. So I suggest to, to all who want to do something alike to act without thinking but act immediately that's mm-hmm. the best way because ah if you don't act immediately you will uh, start to um, adapt and of course there are powers that uh, uh, that seem to oppose this as the next day was full of police and police didn't know what to do because they They didn't know, is it legal or not? We asked for permission from police to make a a humoristic event. Humoristic event because it was the eve of the April 1st. April 1st is a fool's day in, I don't know about USA, but in Lithuania it's a fool's day. And uh, so we had permission from the police to make a carnival, And it was half serious, half funny, so nobody, thought then that it would last for so long, I think. We had no no, no serious plans about some, um, I don't know, serious, uh, well, <clears throat> projects or something. There was only one project to build a statue, the monument of the angel, uh, piping, Angel Gabriel, piping for the end of the world or for the beginning of the world, I don't know <laughs> exactly. And we built this statue in 2002, so four years after we fulfilled this plan.
0: Wow, that is incredible that you guys were able to do that in overnight. And it, I agree with you that it's an important thing to just act on it, not wait for the government to help or... Even wait too long because then you start calculating, like, oh, maybe I can't really do this. There's no way this could work. But I'm curious because you said that you guys didn't have a plan when you did the carnival. What was your intention? What did you have any vision of what this could evolve into?
1: We declared Republic. Uh, it sounded serious, but the day was not serious, first of April. So nobody had any, any, uh, any wow wow wow! Any understanding is it serious or not? And that's good because uh, uh, we wanted to mix minds, like uh, a little bit. Um, there were a lot of talks, a lot of speeches about the republic. There were. Um, guests uh, invited from the little cities, little towns, which were, um, which uh, congratulated us. But it seemed like a one day event
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the moment. Yeah. But there were really thousand people came here uh, by the horse's mouth, just by the rule of rumor. There were no adver- advertisements in the newspaper radio started Lithuanian radio started <coughs> uh, acknowledging this what's happening like four four hours after it began so so we just played the republic as it already is. There were um, military cars with uspi numbers uh, at the bridges we were checking cars at the bridges uh, we were like uh, giving permission to enter. <laughs> So people didn't know, is it was serious? Why do you want to, why don't you like it to anyhow?
0: So I think the playful aspect of it also maybe prevented some resistance from the government and also just brought more people together too because, um, you know, there's a common ground. People just want to have fun. They want to connect with each other and it's not like, you're trying to uh, lay a certain dogmatic doctrine that everyone can't relate to. And it's also really impressive that you guys were able to have a group of a thousand people come to this carnival without, you know, the internet. The internet wasn't really a thing then. So it makes me think of the potential of creating a movement like that even now. Um, given all of the access we have to, um, you know, different types of people all over the world.
1: Well, technically, it can be done much uh, more professionally. Uh, And we were working for advertisement agencies, like uh, my friend, President, who wrote Constitution, he's a filmmaker, and he has access to the, uh, at that time, to the cinema utilities. And I, I was working on advertisements so I know how to make people believe, but we we didn't use that, we didn't use our skill, we wanted to speak from our heart, and we did, we spoke from our heart what we want, Uh, we want um, to live freely, to make a people's republic, a country where it was done so much times in history, (laughs) I'm a little bit ashamed to speak that but we wanted to 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 make the country which serves people (laughs) yeah it sounds crazy of course after all this communist country yeah uh, well but uh, technically it can be done much better Uh, any high uh, high financed uh, movie screening is uh, has much better coordination like uh, with uh, what they have, radio phones, yeah. Radio phones were serving the part of uh, mobile phones at that time, yeah. With radio phones, you can organize very big events through uh, kilometers, yeah. Mm. But yeah, but we didn't want to, to, to imitate something. We wanted uh, to, to make a real thing. So when you make a real thing, you can't predict what will happen yeah. you really cannot predict yeah. it uh, you go with the flow and it's, uh...
0: and it ended up unveiling really organically because there wasn't so much like calculation and trying to market to people it, it was really like you said from the heart And it's interesting that here you are creating a free republic for the people after a communist regime. So once the government realized that you guys were serious about this, then what? Did you receive resistance from them?
1: No, because, uh, well, police guys are not uh, only only stupid. (laughs) I mean, uh, they understand. Though, though they really don't like such republics. I remember in Dresden, where they also have a country called Bundesrepublik Neustadt, there were much more police than needed, much more. Really, they are a little bit afraid of gathering. But still, they see the happy pa- uh, faces, and Túžupis has a very um, criminal vibe. So police was afraid to come here. Mm. Uh, so, in fact, they were happy that uh, that there are no fights, that uh, peaceful, peaceful gathering. I think that you know, the, they made no actions against. It. I, I wanted to say that intonation is very important. Intonation, it's like we are saying the real thing. That a new country emerges in the in the heart of Vilnius and Lithuania, but uh, still we have a, like a tongue in cheek, a little bit winking. So uh, uh, one should keep the intonation, uh, like the voice timbre of the voice, and it affects people. People understand everything from very quickly. Most Mm -hmm. of the people, so you just have to give a right intonation. That is true, but not wholly true, and you know, and that so most uh, of the people understand it immediately.
0: Yeah, I think that also speaks to the human aspect of it, because, again, like you said, you're doing it from the heart. And this is something that connects with people's hearts, because inherently, this is what we want. We want to live in a place that is for the people. Um, And so you guys also created your own flag and constitution. Can you explain how this constitution differs from other ones and maybe share a couple of the articles within it?
1: Well, the uh, constitution was written by me and my friend, Silekis, who is the president and I am the minister of foreign affairs. Uh, one evening and three hours, and that's most uh, known hour of our of creations. We just... Uh, thought that uh, if we have a country, a republic, we need a constitution. It's really not a constitution. Constitution have constitution has uh, long articles and explanations. It's uh, called, in American style, it will be called the Bill of Rights. Bill of Rights is a short, like short uh, compendium of right. And we wanted to express the rights. I later uh, have written, uh, read, sorry. <laughs> Uh, that, that philosopher Isaiah Berlin, he said that uh, such rights are called a simple or natural rights, And they were not expressed <laughs> in the history of humanity because uh, people were afraid that they will be laughed at because it's like obvious, seems obvious that you have a right to cry or to laugh or to love, but it's not so obvious. So we, <laughs> it's very strange because uh, I cannot call us the most brave people on earth, but we didn't, we're not afraid that somebody will laugh at that. Because simple things are not always, uh, not always uh, uh, silly, simple things are very important. And we express them. That's all I can say. (laughs) Uh, well, no, for example, everyone has a right to understand and there is uh, a next point says that uh, everyone has a right to understand nothing or not to understand. Both these rights are used in the Ushupis University, which uh, we are creating now. It's university one There are a lot uh, of faculties that are. Um, designed to make understanding easier understanding of uh, of understanding of the tangled of very uh, high high maths or how it's called of very um, very difficult things so uh what's other rights uh, There are rights, people like the rights about the cats and dogs, we are sure that they should have their own rights, a dog, Mm -hmm. uh, a dog has a right to be a dog, for example, such a right because dogs are usually, (laughs) usually they are asked to be something else, not a dog. Mm Friends, I don't know, servants, most usually servants, to serve, but he's a dog, and cat uh, isn't obliged to love love your owner have to call it but uh, uh, she or yeah in English it, it it should help human in bad times because, because cats are so individual but they really help uh, with being close to you when you are down
0: mm-hmm.
1: there are many... Cards the rights and uh, the the three mottos, don't uh, don't attack don't uh, or don't win um don't win, don't 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 defend yourself and don't give up. Mm. They end the Mm, they end, the, the constitution. Now it's translated into 80 languages and it's in big metal plates on our in a little street here in 35 languages, I think. Well, I, as an author I I can cannot say much about this. <laughs> it's hard for me to look from this idea. But people like them. Sometimes they Say, say what a foolish, foolish constitution we are, idiot! <laughs> but uh, most of the people understand immediately. And they enjoy, so that was really? our, goal. our goal.
0: Yeah, I think that's so beautiful because even though it's very simple and common sense things, it's things that we need to be reminded of, things that we kind of forget, um, like. The right to love, um, the right to not understand and understand, because we're always thinking that we have to understand everything. And if we don't, you know, there's some type of void that we need to fill. Um, And even the rights of animals, too, because we have to remember that they are their own individuals and they're not here to just be like, you know, our trophy or something that's domesticated only for our own needs, but we have to remember that they have their own as well as independent beings. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I see that constitution as a way of um, describing us as individuals, but also the unifying aspects of being a human in, in simple terms.
1: Yeah, for being better human, uh, we should be not only human. I mean, uh, there could be a bad sense, of course, like uh, some demons or trolls, but uh, there are uh, creatures like angels or these animals, or in our constitution, the river has the right to flow beside a man. Mm. So the river has a right. And uh, I am doing such thing as a journal therapy, so with uh, my with the people with the psychological problems. So I first uh, advise them to to feel if, if there's someone like cat and dog around somewhere, if they have no their own or, uh, or a river. Usually uh, when I'm down or I'm like kicked out, I feel that somewhere here, just feel that the river flows. So I go from myself, I leave myself. Mm-hmm in such state. And I go there and I connect them again with the world. And I think it's a good therapy because uh, uh, centering around you know, human only. Sometimes the people say, uh, what the world is small. It's because it's among humans. The, the world is among us. I don't think it's true. It's not only us. Uh, river, sun, of course, forests, and, and all the animals, they are together with us in this world. And that makes us, of course, make give us much more hope and uh, feeling of being human.
0: Exactly. All of the elements that contribute to our, our lives and uh, connecting to the sentience of everything is really important, um, to realize that we're not the only ones living, but everything around us is living in a sense, um, and all has a purpose. And I think recognizing that, um, allows us to, uh, connect back to that, like, deeper essence within all of us. And so... You're the Minister of Foreign Affairs, to kind of switch gears. And even though you guys seem to be pretty informal, there's still roles. So what does that role entail?
1: Well, I usually appoint ambassadors. People write me letters uh, uh, that they want to be ambassador here or there. Uh, the last letters I got from the New York in England and from... I'm uh, from German, some German town. Uh, so uh, I appoint them, I'm making a credentials for them, a document that you are an ambassador. And I like doing that, there are more than 500 ambassadors, not only in geographical positions, but among some, uh, uh, one of the last ambassadors I inaugurated uh, was ambassador among weasels weasel is such a small animal weasel <laughs> she wanted to be uh because she calls herself her nickname is weasel so um there is ambassador among two these this uh birds with a big
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. big back back la same. Uh, Beak. Oh. <laughs> big yeah okay mm-hmm. Well, and uh, ambassador in the sweets one child wanted to be ambassador in the lollipops (laughs) because he liked lollipops (laughs) (laughs) and that uh, makes a rather a little bit crazy but very lively community around the world
0: interesting so what do these ambassadors do they just advocate for these things promote it
1: to, to his own understanding of his own understanding. Some developed, many of them, uh, we are sending flags and people are hanging flags um, on their houses. That's a uh, outer, mm, appear. Well, uh, uh, that's a uh, outer science, but they pay more attention to their to the thing they love, they are really in that. So I only uh, emphasize their uh, their will to be with uh, with to council with <laughs> with uh, sweets or with uh, 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 friendly communities. Uh, mm. These ambassador and friendly communities with whom we are making. Uh, Um, uh, a series of talks um, on the faculty of communities in Yuzhupis University about uh, um, varieties of organizations of people like clubs, teams, uh, societies and all that. So maybe uh, uh, Ebony, I will uh, interview you (laughs) next time about your community, about Mm -hmm. the type you are. Now we came, we made three or four talks and now we came to the conclusion that uh, every such organization, or I don't know how union of people, should be glued by something because it, it, would, uh, it, wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't hold if it's not glued. And we find that most of them are glued with friendship or some mutual goal. For example, team is, has a goal to win against other team. But uh, society is mostly about, can be held by friendship. Right? Mm.
0: That's interesting, because you guys are taking the, I guess, the aspect of clubs in schools, but doing it for the entire community, because this university... I'm guessing it's not a traditional university where you have to apply. It's open to citizens of Eusebius, or how does that work?
1: Chatting. Of course, we want to know the truth, how how it is. But we don't uh, make many theories or don't make it difficult. We speak. We try to understand. If not, we don't understand. And we go somewhere. Mm. We follow some uh, quest. That's the most important. If it doesn't help uh, us to live better and to love better, then this knowledge has no no much sense. I think. Right. And in clubs, in clubs, there is, we have some. No, well, some negative things and as uh, the pride uh, that this club I'm proud of and it's more important than that club and uh, this club pride. So, I don't know, maybe there are no ideal organizations in the world, but so this university is more about speaking but there are of course lecturers and uh, I try to choose uh, people who are Uh, very good presenting their presenting their theme, their um, subject, and they are not necessarily academically educated. I uh, have found uh, such people among the technicians who serve somewhere because they work with it every day. And they, some of them are really uh, excellent uh, storytellers and they don't know that, Uh, but they really got the thing very clear and obvious speaking about bicycles or speaking about i don't know about they can explain it very quickly all the things and in uh, academical circles you must uh, learn something there are credits there are this you know if you are have a lot of stress that you will forget and you have a lot of to write down uh, but uh, we had a name, we had a goal well, that uh, such a university can give certificates that you can work this or that work in future. So it's more about practical learning, practical learning.
0: Which is so important and quite different from a traditional university. I mean, maybe you'll get an internship, but a lot of it is theory-based and like you said, it's you're being taught by academics, people that have a degree, and that is their, how their credentials are measured instead of from experience. Um, Because there's someone in your community that maybe their nine to five job has no relation to a skill set that they have and can share with the community. And just workshopping that with each other um, and learning in a collective way instead of individualized and with a curriculum, um, but really adapting it to people's desires and needs.
1: Yes, it's very true. Just if you follow a short, follow a workshop time, of course, you should meet more frequently. It's better to make intensive workshops, are better intensive workshops, like every day. Uh, usually, we organ- this winter, we organized a workshop on voice. Uh, video making and I was uh, like teaching poetry there. Voice and poetry, and I learned a lot about voice, but the exercises were not connected with voice itself. Only we have to draw. I have to draw my voice and ideal my ideal, which voice I want to have, which voice I have, and but most were like only in some unknown to me way connected with voice, but it worked better for my voice. I uh, somehow learned to rule it better after that.
0: Mm.
1: Understand that. So such workshops are uh, in in need, but of course there was a goal that we can, uh, after the workshop we can It lasted for three months, and there was a goal that we could be, uh, how it's called in English, uh, uh, voiceover, to do a voiceover. And I did voiceover for a couple of films.
0: That's cool.
1: And I was paid for that.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I
1: I, I thought that I usually hear, I don't know about you, but many people told me, that uh, when I hear my voice, I don't recognize it when in the recording Yeah, That's kind of, but, uh, but there I recognize it in the film. Okay.
0: That's very cool. So these are practical tools that you can learn and also potentially make money off of. And so is the university free for everyone or is it donation-based?
1: Uh, the video course uh, video and voice course was free. And another course which uh is led now by my old friend Mark Galesnik from Jerusalem. It's about how to write funny, how to write funny, how to uh draw funny, how to do humor and satire things. Mm. And it's also aimed for a professional thing you could he promised to we could write for newspapers, like in a humoristic column <laughs> on the last page after that. And it's really uh, helping to understand the part of the comic thinking of laughing. Why do we laugh? What's funny about that? You know? <laughs> there's nothing funny about that. Why do we laugh? <laughs> no, there's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so this this course is paid
0: okay okay so it varies and I will definitely put the link to the university in the show notes so people can check it out and okay so this was one of my most pressing questions is about the governance structure Uh, maybe there isn't one but how are decisions made at Ussipus
1: Usually we gathered on Mondays, on Mondays in our parliament cafe. There's a cafe where we uh, made a lot of treaties and a lot of decisions. And it's our parliament, this cafe, by the bridge. Cafe by the bridge. Uh, so there is a website, official website, but uh, speaking about myself, I'm a little like, uh, how it's, is it in English such expression, a white crow. The white crow, I'm always different from the the, uh, crowd. That's not my will, I'm just like that. So the Ministry of Foreign Affairs have a place there also. But there is a structure like Minister of Tourism, a Premier Minister, President, Minister of Information, Minister of uh, um, uh, Culture and Innovations. But uh, unfortunately, I have forgot the uh, URL address. I will send you. Okay.
0: Okay. Perfect.
1: Uh, yes, there is a structure, and we. But I don't know if we need a structure. I mean, it's not. A, it's not obligatory work. So. We do as much as we can. So
0: mm. We are not
1: paid or something.
0: Yeah, so I guess in terms of like keeping people accountable, everyone's keeping each other accountable because you're doing it with passion.
1: Yeah, it is said that everyone can be every everything in Yugoslav Republic. That's the motto. We have pronounced that. It is like a. It is a truth. Could be a truth. But if you uh, you are very right, if you had a passion then you can be uh, this or that. I'm doing this Ministry of Foreign Affairs for 24 years because I like it. Sometimes I uh, skipped it and uh, if someone would like to be another Minister of Foreign Affairs, let him be of course, I, I would be envious, but uh, he has the right to be. But usually people don't uh, thrive long they can call uh, for like the name, like I am this or I am that. Some people call them president, uh, themselves president of Ugepist Republic and um, publish that on internet and, uh, but that uh, everything passes. So he can be, people can believe for months or, when you don't put any energy, passion, then uh, usually uh, your um, your this um, occupation it fades it fades like a small mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. again so different from like the communist regime that usapis had a history of where you know you had the same person in power who might not be doing anything for the people but they're the ones that the people are dependent on, whereas with this structure or lack thereof, anybody can step up and assume the role and fill the voids of meeting the needs of the community. So I think that's really awesome. And so what about crimes in Uzipus? Is that a thing? Do crimes happen? And if they do, what's the protocol for that?
1: Well, the Lithuanian police uh, is uh, now it doesn't afraid, it isn't afraid to appear in Uzupis. And uh, because the gentrification happened and it now it's a Porsche district, I mean, the apartments are uh, expensive. And uh, well, there, there are thieves, of course. But now during the pandemic, this pandemic or how you call it, quarantine, um, uh, there are not so much of them, because people don't appear on the streets much. Uh, life was much more wild in '90s and uh, beginning of 2000s. Our three of our friends were killed, literally killed. So it's like a, in a gang movie.
0: Wow.
1: And. Uh, more people were killed. English writer was living here. Yeah, and it was much more furious. Now it's very calm and peaceful. All that was mm. um, And there are many Užupis now has many sites, like Užupis Republic. We are speaking about Užupis Republic. That's more an ideal side or a juridical side site site site. Mm, uh, but there is also Užipis community which deals with more practical questions as uh, everyone should has a little garden there was an idea that everyone should have a little garden here so there are gathering or uh, they are always um, mm, uh, solving the traffic problems that's every (laughs) day of course
0: The demographic has changed a lot since you guys started Uzapis. And I'm wondering how are you sustaining the authenticity and the founding values amidst all of the gentrification and change? Well,
1: we are, (laughs) we just follow the stream. I mean, maybe it's not the best policy and uh, someone can say that we Left our grounds and our best ideas, but we have, we have, we like even to be with the time to to see um, to see what happens. I personally um, want to stay open and to to defer bad seeds from good seeds that uh, the new day will bring. Yeah. So in gentrification. There are good sides. at least the Republic became much more clear. I mean, there there are people who watch the streets and all that. Uh, The new bicycle, that's practical things, but new bicycle routes are built. There is some fun in that. Of course, they are centered around uh, money and selling flat uh, or big. Rise. but but there can be something as I mentioned in the beginning, but this Ujupus uh, is in the valley valley around uh, a river, so the atmosphere of this valley is uh, calms people and makes them more open to the future and to some uh, mutual um, uh, understanding and maybe respect. Not uh not this competition spirit which we have in modern societies that I am the first and you go. <laughs>
0: right. Which... Exactly. I, I like that you guys are open to being fluid with the evolution of Uzipus and like you said, there's a certain energy and again this probably speaks to the psychogeography of it, that it it attracts a certain type of person, I'm sure. So I'm, I'm sure when people move there, they know kind of what they're getting into, what the atmosphere is like. And so uh, hopefully they would contribute to that instead of trying to completely uh, divert it to something that's not as beneficial for the greater whole. But I imagine people that are drawn to Uzipus are drawn to uh, helping not just themselves but others around them
1: yeah because uh, we are in one space on the street or well walking by the river we are physically in one space so if we would like to close from each other like i'm from this company and i work in that company uh, this uh, belonging to your profession is more in uh, exists in some other space which can be calculated through internet or it's more virtual than the real space where we are. Somehow we we should express our feelings towards each other. Mm. And that was our main goal, not some idea or building, I don't know, a happy, <laughs> a happy country, because it's a hard task. Our main idea was To learn to live together, learn, and it's very hard, I can tell you, because we have, uh, we have different lives, different interests. We have, and we as people, we are um, affected by the passions, by uh, envy, or by I don't know. But still, there were and there are a lot of friendships and a lot of. Uh, mutual projects which usually uh, were not scheduled they were natural they were not like writing a project for some organization to get a grant and then do it if they happened they happened very quickly as i did the biggest exhibition of paintings in lithuanian art uh, invited by the Foreign Ministry of Lithuania, the so Foreign Ministry of Lithuania dwells in a big Soviet building which has four floors, very long floors, and I filled all them with I and my friends to, uh, with the painting sculptures and all that. and we did it in three days, just cooperated, used our cars to bring the, all this stuff, and there were no question of money. I mean, if uh, nobody asked to be paid for work, nobody complained that uh, he wasn't paid, or we just did it. It's like a little bit like, I remember Amish, this Amish, these people who build a house in one day, (laughs) like ants. I don't know, but that's a good feeling. That's a spirit that drives very quickly to make something. That's, uh, and when you start to plan to wait, who will pay more and all that, of course that seems that more grounded, but it's not. You know?
0: mm. Yeah, it, so, it can complicate things.
1: Yeah, but of course we also need to leave, to pay, to everything. So it's mm-hmm. a combination. U- Užupis was never an idealistic state. It de- deals with bourgeoisie. And in the end of 90s, Lithuania was still under Soviet influence, you know. So we wanted to, some bourgeois uh, things like little cafes or cozy uh, things, to this atmosphere to to appear instead of this, old factories and all these abandoned places, yeah. Mm -hmm. But of course, yeah. So it's a mixture of ideas. Some call it, Ushub is hippie republic, but it's not hippie republic. There are some hippies, old hippies here, but it's uh, many things.
0: Yeah, it sounds very hippie, utopian-like, but uh, also... I mean, you're navigating in a city, so you're still a bit modernized, and there's still sort of like a loose structure to it, Um, whereas I would say like a hippie village might not really be that way. I mean, maybe there's some in urban environments, but uh, this this seems a bit different. And I know that Uzapis was also started by artists, and and the republic continues to support them it seems like they were central to uh, sustaining and creating it and and you also have an art incubator so can you speak about how that um, contributes to us art
1: incubator contributes a lot to us and the people begin begin it they begin the art incubator even before the republic in the middle of nine so sometimes there is a quarrel who was the first <laughs> uh, they'll surround it around the idea of art and incubator his goal is to to, to Pro, to make production, to produce the, the artists who just uh, graduated from the Art Academy. Yeah? And well, in a way there are, it's good organization it, and it's uh, most lively in Auschwitz, most lively organization because uh, I cannot speak about my Ministry of Foreign Affairs because it's more, more all abroad. Yeah, it's connection between people and the world. But Užupis, Art think is a real real organization which have a lot of good initiatives, a lot of very many good exhibitions. As I remember just before the start of the pandemic, there was an excellent exhibition, the dolls. Some of them I haven't seen even, Uh, The dolls, I haven't seen them before. All dolls and these characters like uh, from Commedia dell'arte, but also other dolls, uh, it was very good. And uh, there were many of them during these years. Uh, But of course, artists living together, artists are personally very individual creatures. So they don't like to be as another art. They want to individualize. I'm doing, working like Thomas and Ebony is like Ebony. She does her own art. Mm. So uh, mm, it's not the best idea for artists, I think, to, to live together. But uh, anyway, they have something in common against the other world, who well, are not artists, who are maybe driven by the idea of success or. Any other idea? Art requires uh, uh, requires uh, love, of course, but uh, temperance and uh, quietness. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this was a little spoiled by the tourists, which were very many be- before the beginning of uh, quarantine. Yeah, uh, would you be start incubator yet? It has two galleries: uh, one in the forest called Kalnos, the hill, and one uh, more known just by the river. It's called Galera. Uh, Galera. It's an old ship where slaves were driven by slaves. Mm. So the understanding of our role was like we are slaves on, uh, in our uh, artists are slaves.
0: Hmm.
1: I remember in the end of 90s, one of our motivations to declare. Uh, Užupis Artistic Republic was that artists were very um, neglected. I mean, uh, there was very low estimate to artists. Hmm. Everybody were uh, making money after the Soviet communal era. Everyone wanted to make um, more money, the better. So being an artist was very uh, negative. Everybody would laugh at you (laughs) Hmm. because you are not making good money. So that was, uh, now it changed a little bit, but uh, in fact, uh, that was uh, a feeling that uh, the society at large, it was to put artists' us in a cage, in a cage.
0: So you created your own accessibility and network for artists who were really underserved. And unfortunately, that's the reality of, Like so many cities. I know, like when I went to Berlin, I was like, wow, this feels like an artist city. Like it's supportive of up and coming artists. But then here in New York, I feel like it's not supportive unless you're a really established artist. I mean, rents are too expensive. Um, There's some independent galleries. But even so, I feel like there needs to be more spaces where artists can create and not have to pay a ton of money, um, because, you know, that's, that's what really creates and sustains the vibrancy of a place, is artist.
1: Yeah, Greenwich Village is now extremely expensive, and when I lived in New York, the Soho was rising, old factories in Soho, was it Soho, yeah, mm. on the 25th Street or
0: that's
1: the, chelsea uh, chelsea chelsea not mm-hmm. so chelsea and uh, and i uh, was uh, there at poetry therapy courses and i uh, the, the, all the artistic cities were in the factories so they were like offices in the factory that oh. was kind of strange i don't know if they uh if they knew each other these artists but they were like uh Office people in the big factory, the workers. Yeah, externally. Yeah. I don't know how Chelsea.
0: Not like that. (laughs) It's very commercialized um, and touristy. Yeah, they're definitely, as far as I know, they're not using industrial spaces for artists. Uh, But I think that that's a brilliant idea because artists need space. And that's a way for. artists to have a space that's affordable in a co-working type of environment so like I don't know sectioning them off into studios and then having an open space that can be used as a gallery uh, that's definitely something that I've been thinking about is having co-working artist spaces but also having a retail aspect to the space too
1: Um, so just artists I'm not sure they can create uh, a welcoming place, design the scene. They can do that, but.
0: But yeah, for marketing, definitely. I feel like artists could use help in that and other aspects too, for sure. So they can just focus on creating.
1: Can, uh, can make a fantastic design, like of the. Of the. Of something. Uh, should it be country maybe we should stick to the idea of a uh, one day or one week events, a serial changing the place. The place is changed.
0: Yeah. We have
1: such we started to do that in Ujupis but that requires the many funds of course for buying the materials.
0: I've thought about that too. Uh having like a storefront and having artists or local entrepreneurs that are making like handmade goods. And having that rotate maybe once a week or every other day. And so it's kind of like this exhibition-style type of storefront. But people can also sell their wear and work there, too, uh, while they're using this space. And, yeah, that's a way to just, like, keep things fresh and new and uh, allowing more capacity for artists and entrepreneurs to have a space to cultivate their work and share it with the world uh, instead of having, you know, one person owning something. I like the idea of collective ownership of a storefront, especially as a lot of storefronts are not being used right now from the pandemic. I think that that's a great way to utilize the space. But again, affordability I don't know, maybe now during the pandemic, there's more access, but I would say that's probably the biggest hurdle.
1: There's a lot to think and to meditate about the most welcoming spaces and places. Maybe they shouldn't be organized by someone. Maybe they already exist, but we don't know them. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, I'm in the place where we feel very good for now, I have felt uh, many times, but uh, mostly it was unexpected, didn't Mm. expect it to feel like that. Of course, there are parks and pools, and uh, we have a good uh, park in Užupí, where you feel much better.
0: Yeah, I love when I go to places and find these unexpected little mini utopias for me. Uh, and, and the ones that really happen organically, much like Oosipis. Um But so through the pandemic, it's really unveiled that governance structures are proving to be unsustainable, and really not centered around the needs of people. And more people are searching for alternatives like Uzipis. So I'm curious what your perspective is on how you envision a changed world.
1: Uh, you know, uh, on every year during the 1st of April, we declare another theme, another design of Uzipis. And during these 23 years, had, Uzipis had been a republic library. Uh, republic workshop, republic, uh, sea, uh, seaport, republic, uh, uh, airport, republic. So we create a, a legend and we design everything like this place, republic airport. There was a legend that sent Exupery the writer who wrote the book Little, Little Prince, yeah, maybe. Have read it? No, uh, I don't know.
0: I've heard
1: of it. That, yeah, that he had landed in Užupis and we find his plane and uh, you know. So uh, in this year, it uh, the theme, our team is, uh, our motto is uh, for For the home here and beyond. For home and the symbol is this slippers, like slippers, uh, which you carry at home, <laughs> So during this year to I think uh, it was like returning home, but you know, not here, but also beyond. uh, Because when two of my best friends died Mm. uh, during this year, and uh, there were a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of sad um uh, stories but still maybe we felt home better mm-hmm. because people before that people were uh traveling like mad <laughs> for no for no for no good reason you know just mm-hmm. to travel and now maybe many returned home and felt that it's good to be
0: home i think that has definitely been the theme of the past year people are coming back home literally and also home to themselves and home to nature and you know just home to connecting with all of the things that we've been so disconnected from because we're stuck in our heads or in our routines and so I think coming back home is such a beautiful model and motto as well um and i really want to thank you for taking time to speak with me you had so much wealth of knowledge oh thank you thank you so much for tuning into this episode i'm on a mission to get these little known solutions out to as many people as possible so please help me by sharing leaving a like and a review If you would like to stay in the loop about future episodes, please subscribe to the podcast or my newsletter at cooperativejournal.com.
1: Because I didn't say save the world, I said change the world, improve it, make it better than we find it.